Hello, Joshua, and welcome to the future. Man, it feels good to be here, I have to admit. No, it doesn't. It feels fucking terrible. Why? Because now it means we're in the end game? No. Almost. They're asking so much of me now. <sighs> Who is? I'm an adult. I'm an adult man. Nintendo. I'm an adult man. Here's the way I game. And sorry if this isn't conformed to your fucking standards of what a gamer okay, is, Nintendo. Now, I would tamper down... Your whole attitude, we're on the Switch now, we can finally be mainstream. Oh, they're, they're listening to us. Well, here's the thing. I sat down to play this game. I was like, finally, Just don't here. alienate our audience in the first 30 seconds. I thought, oh, I wonder what game the next, what system the next game is on. And I look it up and it's like, it's on the Switch. It's like, I've got a Switch. It's right here. Yeah, that was refreshing. I sit down, I grab my Switch Pro controller, of course, fucking like wearing through the sticks on that thing. Hell of a controller. On Metroid Prime. No, I can't ever play that again. Oh, I am neck deep in it. I beat it, but when it was on GameCube, but like, I just don't have the stomach for it anymore. It was like so traumatizing and stressful. I'm deep in. And Metroid Dread. I think I, I just like, I can't pull off those Metroid. I couldn't play anymore. Metroid Dread. I'm just too, I'm too much of a yeah. man for that. But I still got the fucking instincts for, for Prime. Where were you going with this? I sat down to play with my fucking pro controller and it pops up this menu and it's like, Hey Tanner, welcome to fucking Let's Go Eevee. Congratulations on picking the superior of the two games. Uh, That's what it said to me. Don't think so because... That's what it said. You've got a normal Eevee for the whole damn game that won't even evolve. Don't need it to. Uh, my is at least a Pikachu. Plus, we're going to get into it. I don't even know that you can use an Eevee with your types in our... Oh, definitely not. Lock. No. That we are we will be talking about shortly. No, definitely not. And it's it's boxed as soon as I'm able to. Okay. I can't kill it because it needs to always be riding me. I've discovered. Oh, gross. But it doesn't need to be in my party, and it won't be as soon as it's not able to be. Okay, now let's get back to this pro controller thing. So I sit down and the game is like, welcome to the game. We're gonna get to Professor Oak in a second. First we have to do some like meta stuff. The first is you have an option of one of three controllers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, great, I'll use the pro controller. And they're like, no, 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 look at the screen. And I look up and it's like, here are your options. <laughs> one of your two fucking Joy-Con. <laughs> Not even both, one of them. Choose which one. Choose which one, neither is comfortable. Both awful. A Pokeball Plus accessory, which are going for like retail, like $250 right now on eBay. I think you can get some knockoff ones from Japan for like 60 and maybe like another 10, $15. Well, we're debating whether we're gonna do that or not. We're keeping our options open. As everyone knows, longtime listeners and new fans, new bug catchers, that's what we call them. Yeah. We only play with OEM goods if Nintendo is listening. We always play with the manufacturer's originals. So if go that route, we'll be paying the $250 You know how much money I've sunk one. into Switches on you people? On like my third one. Switches? Yeah, Nintendo Switches. Why are you buying so many Switches? Well, the first one stopped docking. <laughs> Thanks, Nintendo. <laughs> so I sent that one off to a friend who didn't need it to dock. He just was gonna play in handheld. Okay. And then my second one was this like peasant Switch that didn't even have a giant OLED screen. So I was like, well, that's not gonna do. 
I'm a professional Pokemon player. I still have an original one Switch, but I want that big one. I gave my Switch to my mom and I got the white controllers OLED. I want Switch. that white controller one. Looks I hate them. Looks so good. Looks the so crisp. Blue or turquoise or whatever and red one. Game looks great. So I'm like, okay, fine. What's your mom playing? <laughs> my mom mostly plays um, Ring Fit and um, Dance Dance Rebel. What's the new one called? I don't know. Whatever the new the new dancing game is called. Sure. And then the third option is just take the fucking thing out of the dock and play it with your hands, idiot. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Well, I didn't. I wanted to like enjoy it on my big screen with these like Get immersed, vivid colors and these like modern next gen graphics, you know. And my wife was like quietly reading on the couch, and I was like, "This is perfect. We'll put on Pokemon music." And then it's all this like sweeping orchestral <laughs> movements. It's like. My wife's like, Jesus, what is this? She's a Pokemon baby. Yeah, they're really taking advantage of all the speakers they got access to now with this beautiful soundtrack. So I can't use my Pro Controller. I have to use the fucking Joy-Con and it sucks. That part is a nightmare. That part is a nightmare. flick it like you're throwing a Pokeball in Pokemon Go, except it's not even as good. I almost certainly will be playing this entirely on the Switch handheld because I don't think I can live like that at this point in my life. I am bidding on a couple of Pokeballs, though. I'm not going to lie. I think it's a write-off. Sure, because this, this is like a business. I just did my taxes. I just compiled my, my paperwork. I would write off Pokemon games. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's on that's on the taxpayer's buck. And what are um, what are people listening to? Should we tell them that? This is Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast. We play through every single Pokemon game, gym by gym, week by week, root by root. Yeah, although we're back to gym by gym for a bit longer at least. This is a classic shit. Classic Kanto shit. <sighs> Put it right in my veins, Nintendo. Put it right in my vein. You found a way, because you brought, you brought it onto the Switch. You brought us onto the modern console. If you're a new listener, welcome to season 7C. Great place to pick 7B, up. 7B, 7B. Uh, what was Detective Pikachu, Josh? I guess in this case, because we're not doing a game after this one, this is C. Fine. What a great place to welcome in new listeners. Detective Pikachu, three episodes was a season. 7B. So, um... Welcome. We play through all the Pokemon games. We've played through all of them, and now we're finally on the Switch, and we're so pleased to be here. We're playing through Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, and Let's Go, Eevee. I'm Pikachu. I'm Eevee. Obviously. I mean, sure. No debate. It was just already on my Switch. I already had Pikachu, so yeah. that all worked out. And it really worked out when I got my matchup mayhem, too, didn't it? Yeah, we'll talk about that, Mayor Cheat. It's a setup. My name is... It's a setup. Ratatan. Ratata. A.K.A. Tanner Green Ring. My wife, every time she saw him on the screen, said, Ratata. Oh, that's fun. Which is how he says it. Yeah. Sort of. In Detective Pikachu, that is how he did it. Yeah. I'm joined by my co-host, Fjallsprout. Bellsprout. Yeah, aka Joshua Fjallstead. These things just keep leaping out at my guy. Yeah. Up and down Route 1 and 2. Oddishes, in my case. They're little suckers coming at me, flying through the air, batting them away. I've never seen the Bellsprout in, I guess I must have in a battle at some point, but I've never seen them in the overworld because they're exclusive to you. Do they like wriggle around and gyrate? <laughs> No, they run at you with their weird little, like, stick feet. Ew. Like, vine feet. It's gross. It's unpleasant. That's how I picture it sounding. 
we have a lot of fun on the show, I'll say, and we usually have a lot of bits, but this is sort of a new generation and a new mechanic in a lot of ways, a lot of new mechanics. Many, many new ones, yes. Um, so I think we'll take a slightly different approach to this season, so we might do things a little bit differently. For instance, this week, because of some pretty harsh team restrictions that we've put, imposed upon ourselves. Oops. I think we'll skip level check because there's no point. We each have like the Pokemon we started with and a bunch of trash. You're going to know what they are by the time we would get to where we normally do level check for new listeners. That is when we name our team and what levels they are. Yeah. Not really relevant for this one. Well, we're playing by a whole new set of rules, Josh. And you know how I know it's a whole new set of rules? Because we made them. We came up with the dang things, didn't we? Yeah, we'd had enough of restricting ourselves based on other people's restrictions and we decided to suffer by our own hand yeah and make up our own restrictions in a nuzlocke variation called exp lock or experience lock um, we didn't really experience lock exp land. lock i think it's up to the imagination of whomever's reading it just like every guest um that we have on the show and every host who we meet on shows that we are guest hosts on who have no idea how to approach it, and we never offer them a hand of help. <laughs> with the name of our show, Experience Share. Yeah, with the name of our own show. A.K.A. EXP Share, A.K.A. the item that you get in these games. I'm calling it an EXP lock. It's essentially just a, a modified Nuzlocke where we've tried our best to instill the spirit of our show. Yes. And give you a playthrough experience that gives you uh, a little bit of a taste of what it's like to be Josh Fjallstedt and Tanner Greenring, two Pokemon pros who have been through a lot of trials and tribulations over the years. Titans of the podcast industry, arguably. Should we go through the rules now? I don't know that we need to get into all of the brass tacks. Oh, we're getting into the fucking brass tacks, buddy. Get into the tall grass, so to speak. How many metaphors we mix in here, bud? We do tend to do that. We in the tall grass or we in the brass tacks? <laughs> EXP lock. We sort of kept in mind that we are playing through Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, so a lot of the rules and a lot of the stuff are sort of centered around that, but not all of the rules and all of the stuff, because we tried to make it a little bit agnostic in case you want to play on something else. And we have seen a lot of people reporting in that they're going to do that. And for the most part, it adapts. The other thing we should say as a caveat is that we're not fucking geniuses, okay? <laughs> as longtime bug catchers know... We are not geniuses. So we just tried our best to make this fun, but I'm sure it's full of holes. Please help us find them and we'll patch them up. Well, and we will say the caveat for this whole thing is whenever you reach a gap in our geniusness, just default to it's your fault. Baseline Nuzlocke rules and stop asking us questions. Yeah, we're just building some storytelling on top of Nuzlocke. So if, if there's something that doesn't make sense, just default to Nuzlocke. Here's what happens. There's four core rules that you need to know about Joshua. Yeah. The first is that your character is not your choice, and don't pretend that it is. And there's people who are being like, I got a bad role. I'm going to do my own guy. No, you're not. Then you're not doing an EXP lock. Unless you, if you legally change your name... Then you can't yeah, legally change your name, coward. Because you get your types based on your first initial of your first name and your first initial of your last name. Matchup Mayhem Character Quiz. Go find our Twitter or Instagram, e at 
exp share pod or the subreddit reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers twitter and instagram have images with all the rules but the reddit one we will sort of be treating as the constitution where it's a, a living, living breathing, breathing document, document and i'm yeah. going to be editing it as we like make proclamations like snap decisions on the fly like on this show or yeah Without consulting one another in any way. <laughs> Banter with commenters. Probably disagreeing with one another actively. Yeah. Here's the first rule you need to know about Joshua. The Matchup Mayhem character quiz. You can go find this character quiz. You just need to know the first initial of your first name and the first initial of your last name. And we're going to give you two types. Or in the case of many, many bug catchers, one type. Not our fault. Twice. Your fault or your parents' fault. Maybe sometimes even an incredibly rare type like Dragon. Yeah. Now I hear I hear what you're saying. I hear you you screaming at me, the roiling masses below us, trying to be accessible this season for new listeners. It, that's that's accessible. What you just said. What's the fucking math, Tanner? <laughs> yeah. And I say this. Here's what I did. I googled what are the most ty- popular types of Pokemon, and I found a very charming article about an official survey they did in Japan to um, uncover which prefectures in Japan got which type. Sure. Like which types were most popular in which prefectures. Which is like a state. Sure. In the US at least. And I was like, good a way as any to sort the list of types by popularity. So not very scientific, suck an egg. That's what we went with. I mean, what are we, Professor Oaks? Yeah. Professors Oak? (laughs) Number two is I looked up the most common first initials for first names in the US. And I did the same for the last names. And then I essentially just synthesized the three lists, dropping the most popular types of Pokemon, pairing it with the most common first and last name initials so that the people with very common names got Pokemon with lots of options and lots of variety. And then I took out Steel and Dark because there was very few of those. And I dropped Fairy and Dragon to very low statistically chances of getting eventually we will make one that has dark and steel as part of it but you can figure that out you know swap some out yeah if you want to play with it then i looked at let's go eevee and let's go pikachu and sort of the type spread across the game and and tried to distribute types that have lots of pokemon in the game more heavily across the alphabet so like water i think shows up three times maybe normal does too Mm -hmm. and then less common ones show up less frequently in the two late name generator lists so hopefully you should get a good roll, and then it's on you. Part of the matchup mayhem character quiz, too, is that you have to role play this season. And I know that's going to be tough for a lot of you, but you have to figure out what kind of cohesive character you can make out of that. Yeah. Walk a mile in our shoes. I guess this is now as good a time as any for us to say what our two matchup mayhems are now and, and what our characters are. I'm dying to hear what yours is. Yeah, you told me, which you don't usually do, you told me already who you are, and I just didn't tell you. Just trying to keep it simple this season, you know? All right, well, if it's so simple, how about you tell the bug catchers about who you are? Okay, Dorito Doug. All right, straightforward. I rolled fire ice, and I was thinking about that. I was like, what are some of the the binaries that sort of match fire and ice? Like hot and cold. Or as cold as ice. Red and blue, you know. Yeah. And I was thinking, what can I name, what, what kind of theme can I do with this? And then I thought, well, how about like warm flavors and cool flavors, you know? Yeah. Maybe I can go on like a bit of a culinary journey juxtapose that and i was like i'm overthinking this you know it's nacho cheese it's cool ranch this is dorito doug (laughs) he's on a journey to collect like every kind of flavor of dorito there's 179 varieties of doritos josh you really 
did the research for this season. I'm in it. I'm immersed. That's part of EXP lock. Yeah. It's a role-playing season, you know? You really got to immerse yourself. All the decisions I'm making from this point out, Joshua, I'm making on behalf of Dorito Doug, not Tanner Greenring. Sure. Tanner Greenring's gone. I'm just Dorito Doug now, baby. Okay. I'm playing like that. And I'm on a flavor mission to collect every kind of uh, delicious, like, variant nacho cheese and cooler ranch Dorito that has existed and perhaps will ever exist. Am I going to catch some weird other flavors along the way? Some of the weird stuff they have in, like, Australia or whatever, you know, like... Mm -hmm. kidney beans and toast or whatever flavored Doritos. Yeah, I think some of that stuff will find its way in. Kidney beans and toast. Trying not to overthink it, though. Like a Chansey, maybe. There's probably an egg one, though. I'm I'm trying not to overthink it. I'm just going to approach it, you know? Okay. Here's this this thing. His name is Dorito Doug. (laughs) The rest is still unwritten, to quote Natasha Bedingfield. Yeah, she said that first, I think. That's right, yeah. My first Pokemon is Eevee. Have to. Have to for now. She's sort of a placeholder. Um, Her name right now is Cool Ranch, and eventually she will be replaced by a wild Eevee called Cool Ranch, which will eventually become uh, Glaceon, just sort of to telegraph that now. Sure. Okay. Core member of the team. And Glaceon's in this? Oh, I don't know. I assume so. You can get that evolution? She'd better be. We did make a decree that it's fine to import certain regional variants, and I would say... I'll make a call now. I think it's okay if you need to import a Glaceon. Glaceon. That's fine. Good. Okay. They're part of the general- She's an ice type. She should be in it if she's not. Yeah. Dex. But I would say I, I fear for you that it may only be a post-Elite 4 thing that you'll be able to do. Josh, life is a highway for me this season. I'm going to ride it all night long. We're going to see what happens. But right now I got this EB. You can always get a Flareon. You could settle for a Flareon. <laughs> Worst TV evolution. Yeah, right. <laughs> Get a Flareon, he says. What a dink. <laughs> what about you? Tell me about your guy. And your character. Like, what'd you roll? I rolled... Cheater. Mayor Cheat. Is your character called Mayor Cheat? Electric and Psychic. Hmm. Interesting. Josh Fjellstead. How'd you do that? Notedly, my two favorite types, which presumably... My good friend and co-host here, Tanner, knows, and as you just heard, Bugcatchers, he's the one who set up the matchup mayhem math. Yeah. If anybody claims that I'm a mayor cheat, fucking, I was set backed up. Backed into a corner here. I was set up by Tanner. Scurrying you to set cover me up. his like tracks, like and, uh, thinking through every like announcing it on the Twitter. People are every loose allegations end he left, against me, like dangling. How are they going to get me? He's looking. He's thinking. How are they going to? He's like a trapped rat. Look at him. <laughs> What'd you roll? Electric psychic. Wow. Trapped ratata. Wonder if you can import a. Oh, you can import a Lolan Raichu. I just played with a Lolan Raichu. I don't know that I'm going to do that, but uh, it is uh, one of my favorite Pokemon. Get fucking real, Josh. Checks the boxes pretty nicely if you think about it. Yeah. Psychic and electric. Who's your guy? Caprica Six is my character. It's a young woman Uh who may or may not be part machine. Yeah. We've been playing a lot with timelines in these recent seasons of Pokemon. In this case, this is someone who either is or believes that they are a Cylon. Yeah, perfect. And part of the reason for that is they keep seeing the same damn Pokemon everywhere and they all look the same and they have to keep catching them. But every time they catch them, they just come back and replace them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They keep getting reincarnated. And so this person believes that they're here 
and they're here to liberate Pokemon and people. Killing a bunch of them? Humankind. Oh, just like eradicating them, liberating them from like existence. From this plane of existence so that they can be reborn. We should talk about that really quickly. And I also thought Electric and Psychic was, that was the original thing. Like Caprica 6 can communicate yeah. telepathically, at least with Gaius Baltar. Yeah, of course. And that's core for, that's, sorry. Is that canon for you too, your character? And well, can I just really quickly ask? I, <laughs> I have seen Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. In its entirety, the remake, the new one. Um, I didn't watch the spinoff. Was that one called Caprica? Caprica, yeah. It's kind of a dud. The world building is interesting, but... Is Caprica 6 a known character within the universe of Battlestar Galactic? Is it the blonde lady? Caprica 6 is the iconic... Blonde lady, ...number yeah. 6 model that is the one who gets the codes to the defense mainframe and is dating Gaius Baltar and is the one who continues to taunt him throughout the season. And that's canon for your throughout the character show. this season, too, is you can psychically communicate with Gaius Baltar. That's right. Okay. I'm going to be so... So interested to see how that comes into play. <laughs> I think it's actually going to be relatively straightforward. Yeah. I can't wait to see. See, you've got the, your Dorito Doug. That's really simple. Yeah, straightforward. I would say right down the barrel. The world building that I'm doing with Caprica 6 is going to be the elegant. The world is going to build itself around me. And apparently it's like this a nightmarish hellscape where anyone could be like a replicant and... <laughs> yeah I, I guess like the world is blowing up and we have to go get on spaceships that's right there's another way this game is t route railroading me josh and it's fine for your character that the game is making us do mass genocide but for dorito doug it's really harshing his vibe <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would think so he's out here just like i'm out here looking for dorito flavors and the game's like well there's only one way to train and you're like yeah battles like let's get out here and do battles and they're like no 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 we don't do that here there are no battles. I mean, there are some. They're pretty far and few between. Yeah, because they did not add... They Well, they did, I guess, later game. They added some trainers. But for the most part, this is just the same trainers that you encounter in Gen 1. No, no, no. Here's a thousand Pokeballs. Get out there. Start catching. By any means necessary. Catch as many Pokemon as you can. And I'm like, but I'm playing by these weird rules. I can only like catch certain Pokemon. And they're like, no, 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 that's not how we're doing it this time. You have to catch all the Pokemon you can. It's the only way to train your Pokemon. All the Pokemon that you are catching, kill them. <laughs> grind them up. Grind them up. Eventually, we're going to unlock this mechanic for you where you can grind them into candy to feed to your good Pokemon. Yeah, it's really dark. And then it's just like a little farm, you know? Yeah. And this is, this is not something that Dorito Doug wanted to confront. He's going to suffer some real psychic damage, speaking of, throughout this journey, I think. Let's talk about the clauses that go along with Matchup Mayhem. Okay. Because the first is the Peculiar Taste Clause. Mandatory. It's mandatory. You have to fill up your teams with these two types as fast as you can. For some people, that's going to be tough. Like, maybe you don't get ice until late in the game, you know? So it's like, you're going to have to do something, you know? Fill your team with fire as quickly as you can until you can start introducing them some ice. That kind of stuff. Until then, Joshua, normal Nuzlocke rules apply. Mm -hmm. So I've got this shitty Eevee I can never evolve. <laughs> And this awful Rattata and this terrible Bellsprout. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. And these are all Pokemon that are officially on my team for now. According to Nuzlocke rules, I'm allowed to catch the first Pokemon in every route. Yeah. 
here's the other thing. In Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu, you can see the Pokemon on the route. They're like there. Yeah, they roam the overworld, yeah. which is a common thing throughout the remaining, you know, the next games as well. So we did want to address this issue. You still just hit the one, the first one. Now there's this other thing in, po- in Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. So many little caveats. This is how they get you. Mm-hmm. There's always this like scripted, I think, encounter on routes. So any scripted encounter, just skip that one. It's the first like random encounter you'll come across. And this is just to hold you over until you can fill your team with your two types. Right. But of course, that means if the first encounter or as soon as there is an encounter that includes your types, that's the one that you take. Yeah. So you bebop and scot your way across that route to avoid all the bell sprouts or rattatas or whatever and get the mon that is relevant to you. Now let's talk about this, Joshua. I have fire ice. I come across like a little grove of growlithes. Am I obligated to fill my team with five Growlithes? No. Don't be ridiculous. We're not fucking robots. No, although I would say... You can. Dupes Claws is your choice if you want to abide by that. If that's the approach you want to take, you can, but I wouldn't advise it. That's hard mode. Yeah. An Eevee and five Growliths. Use some common sense. We're just trying to have fun here. We're trying to do some storytelling. So are we both... We're both abiding by the Dupes Claws. Is that official? Um, so we're not going to have duplicates on our taking, team. I'm going to take it by on a case by case basis. I think maybe someone really wows me, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'll have five ponytails. <laughs> okay, I think you need to make that decision sooner rather than Fuck later. You. No, I don't. I'm discerning. Well, I'm leaning toward and almost certainly will not use the dupes clause because Cylons are dupes. So obviously Caprica 6 would have to be down for having multiple copies of the same mon. All right. Well, fuck you. You're like fucking Will Smith. Says he doesn't need to do raps and it rhymes, swears in his raps. And I'm like Marshall Mathers. I, I'm like, well, I do. So fuck you. I don't think I want that comparison. <laughs> I don't want that comparison. <laughs> theme okay. team clause. Theme team clause. Team's got to have a theme, baby. It's got to be cohesive across yeah. the whole theme. And it should fit in with your character, too. Yeah. And the types. Yeah, I think they all kind of got to build on each other. Like I figured mine out based on the types. And then also... The other part, you have to nickname all these mods. Yeah. So you want a pretty broad theme that can deal with either multiples of the same mon or mon who get released or die. Yeah. And then you need to bring in more. So you should. So Battlestar Galactica is good or any TV show or movie franchise or whatever where they got a bunch of characters you could work with. Yeah. Or 179 Dorito flavors. Here's an optional one for you, Josh. Hit me. Josh's favorite Pokemon is Mewtwo. Oh, yeah. Here's the clause. It's called the Josh's favorite Pokemon is Mewtwo clause. That's right. You have to announce now, at the beginning of your run, if you want to include a legendary Pokemon on your team. And if so, you have to announce right now who that Pokemon is. Mewtwo. You will be doing it, and the Pokemon will be Mewtwo. Yeah. Well, uh, right. This is optional. Yeah. You don't have to do it at all. Other legendaries are banned. This is the only way you could have any legendary... Yeah, but I'm going to say Mewtwo. It's honoring the name of the optional rule. It is psychic, too, so I don't feel bad about that. Sure. What about Dorito Doug? All right, I'm going to engage it, too. I'm going to pull the ripcord on it, and I'm going to do it. Who is it? Mew. You little shit. Life finds a way. You never know. You have a Mew somehow? Are you going to get one? No, man, life finds a way. This kind of thing finds a way, you know? So I'm just going to gonna call the shot now. I don't know if it's going to come through, but I'm going to just say just in case. Okay. Um, Joshua, we should talk about sweet sanctions and barfy burdens. Yes. After this fucking break. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Josh, welcome back. Bug catchers, welcome back. We're still rattling through the rules. I swear to God, they're not this like tedious. No, we just we gotta just stay focused. It's fun. No riffing. We're just gonna go through the mandatory rules. The mandatory rules are very fun. Yeah. Well, the whole thing's fun. Here's the thing. You've got your two types. You got your two types in the matchup mayhem, or maybe just one type twice. Sorry. Not our fault. Yeah. Blame the fucking math. Blame the mathematician behind it. Yeah, I don't know who came up with that. Yeah. In addition to that, blame that person. There's 10 mandatory Pokemon you have to select and you have to name. Now, not us though. We're gonna for this the sake of storytelling and our art. Yeah, our art. We're going to reveal them over the course of the season. But there's 10 Pokemon. Five are called the Sweetie Sanctions, and five are called the Barfy Burdens. Mm -hmm. So right now, whatever game you're playing, you have to go look at the complete decks, and you have to choose five Sweeties. Now, your criteria for that choice is up to you, Joshua. That's right. They don't have to necessarily follow the criteria I honor, which is that it's uh, cutie- makes me swoon. They did something admirable for me. But like, I think Mewtwo is a sweetie and probably not a lot of other people think that. No. They could be cool or you just like them, you know? Figure it out. But I've given you some guidance. Here's the other problem, Joshua. You choose five, you choose from the beginning, so you you can't be mayor cheat and like suddenly decide halfway through. So right now, just in a, in a show of sort of sportsmanship, I'm gonna send Josh my complete list of Sweeties and Barfies. And I, Tanner. But I'm not going to reveal them to you, the bug catchers, now. No, we will reveal them as we encounter them in these games. So you won't necessarily hear a Joshy Sweetie or a Tanner's Makes Me Barf Pokemon of the Week every episode like you're used to. No, but you've heard Kanto. You've heard us run roughshod over this entire deck. Yeah, there's not going to be any any surprises here. Your criteria for choosing your sweeties and your barfies is 100% your own. But if you don't do it in character, you're a fucking coward. Agree. So my ch- sweeties were chosen not by me, Tanner Greenring. I'm merely a vessel. My sweeties and barfies were chosen by Dorito Doug. And I think Dorito Doug really has one thing in mind. Brand values. Wow, okay. And the customer journey. I wouldn't say Burrito Doug is Dorito Doug is necessarily a branded character, and Doritos certainly isn't paying us, nor would they ever. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe they would. I wouldn't rule it out. I think we're trying to be inclusive this season. I think we're trying to welcome in a lot of new listeners. If some of those listeners happen to work at Doritos, you know, like, I don't want them to feel excluded by me sort of like making fun of their brand. So I want to make, I want to stay like respectful of the brand boundaries and sort of like keep an eye out for the brand. That's great. You, I mean, I know that you are very familiar with being a brand ambassador and a uh, uh, creative strategist. Yeah. You know what the brand needs. And I think you can see, I, I you can see in the in the list I sent you, there's some justifications for some of my- um, Only the barfs. I think for the sweeties, it's mostly an aesthetic thing. Okay. I think the sweeties, you just kind of got to know it when you see it, you know? I think there's a colorfulness. I think there's an aggressive attitude. I think there's like a snackiness. 
in there a little bit. Yeah. But for the barfies, it was a real like brand experience. Like what's repelling us from these barfies? What's repelling the brand from these barfies? Like in my case, the barfies are predominantly ancient and aesthetically displeasing. Not really my thing. Josh Fjellstedt or... Um, Caprica 6. Caprica 6, right. Okay. And then it's up to you, butt catchers, what, you, what your qualifications are. But that's just to offer a little variety on your team. The other thing is, of those choices, you're only allowed to run two sweeties at any one time. And you have to run one barfy if as soon as one is available to run you don't have to run a sweetie but if you do you can't have more than two barfs you have to because it's uh you know we want you to learn and grow along with us and sometimes you have to confront your demons and you have to live with them and you have to battle gym leaders with them i guess it's a good time for me to reveal one of my barfies and offer a rule clarification okay because when i was in viridian forest i encountered a weedle And Weedle is the pre-evolution of one of my barfies. Got it. Beedrill. Yeah, big wasp, big bee. That's not good for the brand. Terrible. From a brand experience, terrible. No. Customer journey, bees, you don't want any more of that. Here's the thing. Doritos, great addition to any picnic. Mm -hmm. You know it's not a great addition to any picnic? Bees. So that's not something we want the brand associated with. Especially three-foot Long ones. But for now, I'm saddled with it. And I've got, uh, I named it corn tortilla, which is a disappointing flavor of Dorito. It's sort of like the flavorless Dorito. Okay. And sort of like a disappointing Pokemon to have on my team, especially <laughs> headed into gym one. And what a bad Pokemon for gym one. Yeah, it's a really bad one. Did it live? It lived? I guess you probably just didn't even use it. Didn't even use it, man. The, the Eevee's like fucking like, I don't know. It's got that like dog in it. You know what I mean? It's like unstoppable i think it's a cat though whatever we can't get into that right now we'll resolve that over the season so that's how you do that yeah and i have to include weedle on my team because as soon as i'm able to incorporate a barfy i have to yeah and the rules clarification is the whole line can be used whole line unless you say specifically a sweetie or a barfy is a pre-evolution or a mid-evolution or whatever then you have to stop there but if you think the final evolution, you just have to be honest with yourself. It's no mayor cheats, which is why you need to announce this up front. Send it to someone you love. Send your full list to someone you love. If the final evolution is genuinely your sweetie or your barfy, then that's fine. And you can use the whole line, but you need to get it there as quickly as possible. Any sweeties or barfies that you've encountered, even just on these short routes? Oh, as sweeties, I guess so. Okay. Which actually is one of Joshi's sweeties traditionally, although this is because the final evolution is a sweetie. Oddish. Okay. What's wrong with that? I don't like it, obviously. Yeah, well, because of the middle evolution, which I am going to have to get past as quickly as possible. I hope not to be burdened with the middle evolution. Maybe I don't have that Pokemon in my game. Oh, yeah, you don't. So maybe I won't have to be burdened. You'll only see this if and when we battle and it's still alive and it's still on my team. Well, great. What's its name? Roslyn. President, President Roslyn. Battlestar Galactica, right. She's really my queen. It makes it seem like Caprica 6 is my queen, that that's who I decided to theme my character yeah. after. She's top tier for sure, but it, Rosalind, Rosalind, Laura Roslyn is certainly the best character, I think. In like 2008, everyone was wearing these like, I think no FX t-shirts that had a picture of like, it was like a stencil spray paint of George W. Bush. And it said, not my president. Yeah. 
Yeah, I had a comp- more complicated one that was that, and then under it, it was Roslyn from Are you Battlestar me? Galactica, and it said, this is my president. Are you joking? Can I buy that? No. Should that be official merch for our show, for this season of our show? That's probably, we could probably. <laughs> we can get away with that. We really need a lawyer probably at this point to advise about our merch. Let's, we could pull that one off. It's not on Tell the Tell us if anymore. you'd buy that. Yeah. Uh, an official uh, merch for a Pokemon <laughs> podcast that has that. George W. Bush, and it says, not my president, and then under it, it has Ros- Ro- President Roslin from Battlestar Galactica, and it says, this is my president. <laughs> Experience share, season 7C. I can see how Vileplume or Bellawesome could embody Roslin traits, so I haven't really decided, like... Which route to Where go? it's going to go, yeah. But well, is it funny? We make we emulate it, but then we put Bellossom or Vileplume's head on Rosalind. Oh, yeah. It, it's sure. transformative. We know that's that how you can get away with it. And they can't get us, yeah. We'll make a poll, see if the butt catchers want to buy that merch. All right, Josh, now here's something I have to confront you on. And it's an optional clause that I think we're both going to abide by. Okay. Because it offers a little bit more variety to the game. What's that? It's the trainer banger clause. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Players may choose one NPC from the game they're playing that their character looks up to. The Pokemon on that trainer's team are also available for the player to use. Any trainer. From Bug to Ace to Elite Four to Champion. There's the min-maxers way to do this where you're like, okay, what's fucking like Red's team on Mount Silver, you know? Yeah. And if that's, I think that's the coward's way out. I look through the entire walkthrough, every single trainer you can encounter through the eyes of Dorito Doug. Keeping things as like tragically simple as I can and keeping things as on brand as I can uh-huh. and on brand message. Well, you always put everything through a brand lens. I know that about you. Have to. Real Tanner as well, not just Dorito. Doug. Pivotal. I don't want to alienate any listeners from Dorito in case Dorito does want to, you know, somehow find a way to give us money for this. We'll put your logo on the show art. Yeah. I don't care. We're going to do it anyway. Replace the Pokeball with a Dorito. You'll have to pay it. You'll have to pay us to get us to stop doing it. <laughs> Route 25, Joshua, I encountered, I think, sort of the quintessential target demo brand market for Doritos. Okay. Not an ideal trainer banger clause sort of model to go off of because he only does have one Pokemon and it's Diglett. Yeah. But the role playing opportunity was too good to pass up. So my trainer banger is Youngster Chad. (laughs) Exactly who Doritos going after. Youngster Chad. I guess that's I guess that's right. Sort of like Chads before they like become Chads, you know? Yeah, it's it is kind of a crucial agro uh, demographic for them. Mm-hmm. I could see that. So that does open up a wide one extra Pokemon for my team, Diglett. And I suppose Duck Trio. Yeah. I suppose a Lowland Duck Trio. Yeah, I, for that matter, of course. Who's your trainer banger? Who does Caprica 6 look up to? Is there like a hive mind? No, they can communicate with each other non-verbally like a neural net or something, but they're individuals, not like a hive mind. That's probably who they look up to then. So when I was figuring out who Caprica 6 would look up to, I defaulted to scientist trainers because she loves Gaius, but then they're probably a little too low on the payroll for her. And the Cylons or humanity's children come back to try to dominate them. So I think she would most admire a powerful trainer. And in this world, the Pokemon world, who is that? Is it not Giovanni? Okay, perfect. So you you chose like OP powerhouse. 
like wild variety oh, team. A Doug Trio, a Nido King, a Nido Queen, and a Rhydon. Okay, I guess not a ton of variety. I don't know that I would necessarily well, enjoy use your Doug any Trio. <laughs> yeah, we both have Doug Trios. No, I think that's right. I mean, the only thing I waffled with was like a Team Rocket scientist. Cause I think like, it's fine. Yeah. Caprica Six would admire scientists like Gaius. If anyone is the Gaius Baltar of Polka Earth, it's Giovanni. Someone with like the required level of like power and access. Yeah. But also like, you know, manipulative and also manipulatable. And whatever the word is. Good looking. Dresses. Handsome. Yeah. Handsome. Dresses nicely. There's no Persian on his team. It's like his icon. At least in this game, if I recall correctly, he has the Persian sitting next to him. Oh, yeah. This fucking some asshole pulled me aside on the street and they're like, hey, you know that you can have a Pokemon follow you around. And I was like, I don't care. And they're like, let me do it for you. And then they just sucked some Rattata out of my ball. And now this Rattata is following me around and I don't know how to put it away. It's on the me- it's on the menu in your your team, I think. I've got the Oddish out because of that woman who did that to me. But that's fine. I don't care about an Oddish wandering around. Yeah. But it, it's always my soapbox is unbelievable. They don't give Persian to Giovanni and his team in all these games. I just complained about that in Team Rainbow Rocket. Okay. So youngster Chad and Giovanni, great. <laughs> Next, Joshua. This is an optional clause. Uh-huh. It's the good rod clause. That good rod clause. Got that good rod. There's a little bit of debate on this one. This one shouldn't be any kind of issue. Here's the clause. Any Pokemon that's catchable with a good rod can be used by the player, but its name must be a double entendre that st- still fits your team. Yeah, what's the problem? That seems straightforward. It's, first of all, optional. Just don't do it if you don't like it. When's the last time you played a game that had a good rod in it? <sighs> Two gens ago? Uh, oh, did they eliminate fish? Isn't it? It's all fishing rods now. There's not even fishing in this game. I forgot. I forgot. That. So here's what I think we're going to have to do, because this is very carefully worded. Even though we positioned this as um, optimized, designed for Pokemon Let's Go. Oops. <laughs> here's what I'm going to say. You want to get this down as a living, breathing document, right? Yeah. I agree with the caveat that the rules as they are written now are set in stone final rules and we are absolutists when it comes to interpreting and governing the rules from this point on. I think we're well established as doubling down kind of people. We we just stick to our guns. That's our thing. Any Pokemon that's catchable with a good rod can be used by the player. Yeah. So we just have to find a list of Pokemon that can be caught using a good rod. Okay. In any game. Okay. And that's good. It's just going to be like Magikarp and Horsey and... Uh, Poliwag, perhaps? Yeah. Mm. Maybe. And then um, the uh, and Goldeen. Well, that's an option for us. So don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Next one, optional. Yep. Ride and don't die clause. At any time during the playthrough, you can choose a companion from your available Pokemon. That Pokemon is allowed to be revived and healed at will, but must not leave your party for the rest of the game. Now... Easily could be a big mayor cheat, like one of them faints and then you're like, well, that was obviously, you know, my companion. Yeah. You need to say it as soon as you capture this Pokemon. I think once you've settled on it, it needs to be sort of like cemented in stone in contract over text message immediately. Yeah. And on the podcast at the next available taping. Okay. I'm not sure whether I'll use this clause or not. 
I feel like it's more of a burden than not. I don't know that I'll do it specifically because of what you just said, where I'm like, well, should my Pikachu be that? But like, I might go the route of getting another Pikachu that I can actually evolve. So now I don't, I don't think I'm going to. Yeah. But then like, I don't know. At some point, I think we're just given one of the three Kanto starters too. Right. But so do they need to be legal already based on the matchup mayhem and the sweeties and the barfies and the, yeah, they need to be someone who's already eligible on your team. Couldn't I just say I am playing with this, but I just never invoke it. I mean, I guess I don't care. Well, because my question is if I decided eventually I do want to get like a Raichu or an Alolan Raichu, for example, yeah. Can I capture another Pikachu? And then I make that one, my companion rather than my sure. actual like starter. That's so gross. You know, what's going to happen. <laughs> Caprica 6 is going to be running around the overworld with a fucking Pikachu riding on its head and a like Alolan Raichu like surfing on its tail next to it. That, that, uh, what's wrong with that? Sounds like a delight. I mean, I guess. You're going to have to like dress appropriately. You can't just dress like a sexy robot lady. But I want to dress like a sexy robot lady. <laughs> All right, fine. It's part of the appeal of this character. We'll deploy it if we want to. Here's the next All right. rule. Like This is mandatory. Three. Trainer danger death penalty. Core rule number three. Yeah. Trainer danger death penalty. When a Pokemon is knocked out while in your care, you're deemed unfit to be a trainer by Professor Oak. And the Pokemon in question is taken from you and given to a more eager and caring trainer. Any Pokemon that's knocked out mustn't be used. Mustn't. And needs to be traded away at the trainer's earliest convenience. So this is essentially just a build on baseline Nuzlocke rules where you have to release a Pokemon that faints, but we have an interesting clause on top of that. Yeah. Which is that if the game you're playing has Wonder Trade, use that. Yep. In Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, you need to simulate a Wonder Trade by setting your trade code to either three Pikachu or three Eevee to match with a random player. Yeah. And then if neither of these options is available, trade locally or revert to Nuzlocke where you release your knocked out Pokemon instead. You know, it'd be fun is like coming up with a code for the EXP lock. That's like, you know, whatever. Oh, shouldn't we do that? Charmander, you know. Yeah. I don't have the game in front of me, so I can't figure what the code options are. We'll follow but... up on that one next week. Yeah. We'll come up That's with a fun, fun little, like, you can either go to Pikachu, Pikachu, Pikachu to trade with the broader world, enjoy your, like, whatever metapod called, like, buybitcoin.eu. Yeah. <laughs> or you can try your luck on the um, EXP lock code, which we'll, we'll come up with before next week. Then we've also got three optional clauses. One trainer's trash. Whatever Pokemon you get back, if it fits your theme, you're free to use it, even if it's, like... Buy Bitcoin.eu, and right. it's like a shiny Mew. Fine, fine. Save scum clause. We've just, this is like a, a safety net for the show mostly, but you're free to use it too. In the event that you lose uh, all your Pokemon and white out, you can go back to the next gym as like a checkpoint. Yeah. It's called the save scum clause. We are definitely invoking that one. And then grief check clause, uh, the old favorite for the show. You're inviting all of you to do it too. If you're sad, you can eulogize your Pokemon with a parody song. Or whatever you want, I guess. Just some artistic sort of expression of your grief. An epitaph, yeah. And if you tag us at EXP SharePod on Twitter and Instagram, we've got exclusive EXP lock stickers that we haven't designed yet that we will send to you. Yeah. 
as a thank you. And you can also participate on the Reddit by, uh, I mean, we're there, but you can you can tag us as well. Oh, yeah. And we will definitely be singing, I believe. Oh, I'm going absolutely. To. I don't plan on losing any of my, these are like my closest friends in the world. You know, uh, Cool Ranch, the Eevee that I'll eventually I'll have to box, and um, <laughs> Corn Tortilla, the Beedrill that surely I will box at some point. Uh, yeah, close friends. Level check is the final core rule. A good trainer never pushes their Pokemon too hard, except when they really have to. Players are only allowed to use Pokemon if their levels don't exceed any of the levels of the Pokemon used by the gym leader they're going up against next. We worded that so confusingly. What a monster we are. Yeah. Whatever your next big battle is, whether it's a gym leader or the Elite Four or whomever, your levels cannot exceed the highest level Pokemon on that battler's team. That is the ace, the highest level Pokemon that the gym leader has. Yep. That's what you measure against. And this is to rein us in, because otherwise we'll just become like monsters who have six level 100 Pokemon because we have no self-control. Good. There's an optional clause on that one, too, called the bad guy shit clause. Yeah. You can still use a Pokemon if its levels exceed any upcoming gym leader's Pokemon or Elite Four Pokemon or, you know, whatever big battle is next. You can figure it out. You can use the Pokemon if it exceeds their levels, but only if you don't use any stab attacks. That's it. We'll talk about the actual journey now. Some of the sights and sounds, yeah, we saw along the way. I don't even think it was an hour to do this first Oh no! part. No, no, no. Yeah, so, I mean, we've already eaten up a lot of time just explaining our rules. Yeah. What do we want to talk about specifically on our journey? Not a lot of huge changes. It feels a lot like playing through Red and Blue on the original Game Boy, just with fancy graphics. Yeah, and a little, somehow a little dumbed down. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. It's not like a terribly interesting game, but that's because I think it's supposed to be like a reinvention and like a reinvitation for new fans. There's got this just awful catching mechanic that we already talked about. Yeah, because it's also a vehicle to help promote Pokemon Go, clearly. Well, I guess it worked. Yeah, you, it's all the normal characters. One of the changes is that we do still have a rival. Yeah, Bad Josh. Oh, Bad Josh is back. Mm-hmm. Bad Josh somehow exists in the same plane of time as Dorito Doug. He's like the man in black, man. Uh, yeah, okay. He's just always there. He's always been there since the beginning of time. That makes him sound pretty cool. I'm not as upset about being... I'm not Bad Josh. I'm Good Josh for listeners as a reminder. I'm the only good one. I don't think we've ever established that you're good, Josh. I'm the only good one. That's canonical going back to probably the first episode of this podcast, I think. I think there's a lot of Joshes in the world, and I think it's a big, I think that's a contentious crown. Good Josh. The good Josh. Yeah, and the good Josh. It's like that show, (laughs) The Good Life, (laughs) but it's the good Josh. And that's me. Here's the thing. Yeah, fight me. I don't know. What are you going to do? I said it. We don't get to choose between... Charmander or Bulbasaur or Squirtle. In fact, we don't even get to choose at all. No. We go out to the tall grass. We see Professor Oak out there. He's like, perfect timing. Let's throw down. Yeah, he's training with or like somehow helping three wild Pidgeys. 
you catch him at the end of his conversation. He's like, you know what? That'll help you a lot, guys. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this guy's salt of the earth. This is a real fucking professor. Yeah. This isn't like Birch who gets beat up by like one measly little Poochina, you know? Yeah. You're telling me. Th- this guy, these are wild Pokemon. He's just chatting with them. He's unarmed. <laughs> he is unarmed. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got no Pokeballs under his belt. That's not true because you then go out and talk to him and an Eevee approaches you guys and you're like, oh shit. And he throws a Pokeball at it and catches it. Yeah, he's armed. Or you do. It's like a, it is, it's a tutorial. Yeah. But you get chosen by this Pikachu and the Eevee. Yeah, it's an Eevee, not a Pikachu. Um, And then the ball is like a little jumping bean. It sort of like springs all over the place and actually bounces back to Professor Oak's lab for some reason. Yeah, somehow rolls and bounces all the way into his lab through the door, by the way. Somehow <laughs> yeah. gets the door open and then shows up on the uh, the lab Which table I think is just you cleaner, you know? traditionally see all three starter Pokeballs. I liked the way they did it in red and blue, but I think this is just a lot cleaner. Like, no choice, and there's this odd sequence where a ball bounces on its own. Yeah. And then cracks open and reveals that it's your Eevee. Cool Ranch, and you get to have it now, and it won't stay in a ball. It needs to be with you. Or in my case, a Pikachu, much like Ash Ketchum's in the anime where it won't stay in the Pokeball. And mine is Gaius. (laughs) Gaius Beltar, yeah. As Caprica 6 would say, Gaius. God has a plan for you guys. He has a plan for everything and everyone. Gaius, are you even listening to me? Did you recently do a rewatch? Is this all fresh? I'm in the middle of my six. Well, not the middle. I only kicked off recently my sixth rewatch because I've decided to also do a rewatch. I want to make my own guide to uh, essential episodes that you should watch. Oh, good. I was like, if I really want to rewatch it again, I should like also make some content based on it. And I think I have good taste in it at this point. Humble brag? I think there's an RPG. We should wrangle a posse. Is there? I think so. Like a video game or a board game? No, like a, a tabletop uh, like oh. RPG. Like a D&D, like we have, we're fantasizing together. We have so much trouble just trying to do that one game that I don't know we could pull that off. I don't know, man. There is a good you get a posse together. computer game, um, Deadlock. That's pretty good. Multiplayer? I don't know. I only ever played it single player, but it's like just ship battles. So you can either be the Cylons or the humans. I'm walking up Route 1. Yeah, okay. Cool Ranch is by my side. <laughs> I've been given 50 Pokeballs. Every time you beat a trainer in this game, it's like, here's 30 new Pokeballs. Here you go. Yeah, and it's not like in the original game where, you know, you it takes, you have to do this whole, like, fetch quest in Viridian City back to Professor Oak. And then after that, you get Pokeballs. And it's a big thing, a big to-do. In this, you just have 50. Because it's the only way to interact with wild Pokemon. Yeah, you just hurl balls at them. So you have to have some. I'm immediately attacked by a Bellsprout. Comes at me sucker first, just like we talked about earlier. Bat it out of the sky, smash it into the ground, and catch it with a ball, because you have to. That's the only way to defeat Pokemon in the game. That's how I got my Oddish, too. The game is just so blasé about it, too. It's like, we're not even going to give you the chance to name it. We know exactly what you're doing with this thing. Yeah, yeah, that was also funny. Although it is nice that you can change the name in your 
party whenever you want. There's a, a citizen who's eager to tell you that. Which is actually, I can't remember as if they kept that, but like definitely should, because it's kind of insane that you have to go to some guy, some stranger yeah. who tells, we'll see. allows you to change your own damn Pokemon's name. Like, uh, I guess with the government? My cats have multiple nicknames, you know? You should register each of those. Like they have their Christian names, but yeah, they've had different names throughout their our time together, you know. Welcome to Viridian City, home of the Viridian Gym. Uh, should be our first gym, right? That's what you would think. That's what you would think. The deadbeat. Who would possibly look up to this fucking deadbeat gym leader who who runs this gym? Is out of town or something? Somewhat, yeah. Sounds like someone I'd really want to look up to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Someone you would look up to? Because Giovanni. Giovanni's the gym leader there. Oh, isn't that your trainer banger? The guy you look up to the most? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know who the, sorry, I didn't know who the gym leader was. Not me. Obviously, if- I'm deep role-playing this season. If I were role-playing myself, Lance would be my trainer banger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess. In more ways than one, if you know what I mean. Wow. I guess if I were role-playing myself, I'm a proud American, so I would go with Lieutenant Surge, I guess. <laughs> the lightning American, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, we blow through Viridian City. Everybody knows what goes on here. Route 2. We can go down Route 22 if you want. Catch a few Nidos. Oh, I guess the Nidos are eligible for me because of, uh, shit. Oh, yeah, you gotta go back and get some Nidos. I didn't go down there. I can get Nidos. I forgot because of Giovanni. Yeah. I could have a Nido. I could have a Nido. That's cute. I do like Nido Queen. I ran one in the first season. Elizabeth the first. Do they have some ability that like plays off of one another if you have a, a Nido King and a Nido Queen on your team? Are you thinking of Pokemon trading the, the card Pokemon game? The Pokemon trading game card for game. Game Boy Color? <laughs> yeah. Where Nido Queen has the boyfriends? Yeah. I love boyfriends. Yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a whole strategy for you now. I'll look into it. If there's some synergy there, then we'll kindle it. Viridian Forest. Beautiful. Oh yeah, looking great. This tile set is really nice. The shadows, the lighting. Yeah, yeah. Viridian Forest looks better than it ever has, I would say. I really like the overworld Pokemon. I don't know if that's controversial or not, but it's like, it's just so nice to like, you said you don't? I don't know whether or not it's controversial. Oh, yeah. It's so nice to just see like where there's a Pikachu, you know? And it's like, oh, I'm going to go grab that Pikachu. Yeah, exactly. Instead of just having to like grind it out in the bushes on Metapods or whatever. Yeah, I think it's pretty nice. And it's also nice for this new mechanic that they've introduced to us. Where if you catch a bunch of the same Pokemon in a row, you put together these like catching chains, which I think exponentially increases your ability to get, catch a uh, shiny. Yeah, exactly. So this might be the season. We Does finally get count? some real shinies. Does it count in this game? Oh, the shiny claws? I think it always counts. Yeah, I guess we, we should have said that. Like you can always catch a shiny. No, no, no. Would a shiny caught in this game be our like first official shiny? Oh, yeah, I mean, don't they tweak? Doesn't it keep getting nutso from here? Oh, does it? Okay. It must get easier. Why are people shiny hunting all the time? Sure. But they go back and do it in the old games, too, because they're just maniacs. Yeah, well, continues to elude me. Pooter City! Did you say Hooter City? Pooter City. <laughs> <laughs> like all your pooter dragons. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I grew up in a, in a town called Fort Collins, Colorado, and there's a, a river that goes through the heart of Fort Collins called the Cache la Poudre River. Excuse me? Which means store of the powder. It's a French term. 
because they hid gunpowder in the river in like colonial days. I don't know. Okay. There's also no fort. I hate to blow your mind mm-hmm. in Fort Collins. It's very misleading. But everyone just calls it the Pooter River. And it's just like everyone just walks around town saying like, oh, and there's a whole street called Pooter. And everyone's like, Pooter. Like we're all just normalizing, walking around saying the word Pooter to one another. And it's not even a fort. If this town sounds really fucked up. Yeah, it's a terrible fort. Get, get, get it right. Get the story straight here. Its defenses are terrible. <laughs> it's just like mounds of gunpowder is how they <laughs> defended it. Like it's in a like river. a really bad idea. Like, we'll just blow up the river. It's like, great idea, guys. <laughs> it's like the opposite of a good defensive strategy. Anyway, Pooter City. Yeah. So much to see. So much to do. There's a whole um, museum here. Yeah, lovely museum. And they haven't changed a thing <laughs> since red and blue no it just looks a lot better but yeah it's still like space shuttle kabutops like yep fossils and you still it still costs 50 bucks and you still get nothing out of it yeah uh, but it looks it looks lovely they really know how to animate museums i think they they do a good job that guy who drags you here no longer drags you here he just is like yeah, that's a right relief there. yeah you can instead the little side quest is to babysit some girls slowpoke in the little meadow to the left of the museum. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I did that. Because she wants to go check out the museum. I liked it. And then you hang out with the slowpoke and uh, get something. Get a little enrichment. Oh, you get a big pearl. Oh, yeah, big pearl. 4000 bucks. Yeah. I walk into Pooter City Gym, and it's pitch black. And after like a second of me walking in, you hear this, and all of the big fluorescent lights turn on. And Brock is there at the end of the gym. It looks great. It's like a gym. Yeah. And Brock is at the end, and there's like this little rock course that has a couple of picnickers in it. And there's this little stadium around it with people watching on, watching all the Pokemon battles happen. Yeah, finally. And apparently they were sitting in the pitch black waiting for me to open the door and come in. (laughs) You don't want to know what they were doing in the pitch black. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, it was like Sodom and Gomorrah. You get, <laughs> and um, this is where we had to make a, that one of those amendments, uh, one of those addendums, because you get gate oh, yeah. here by the, the like freshwater guy, gym guy, yeah, who says you must, I think at least for the first gym, because he's like, you know, training wheels are still on, baby. Like, you got to show me a water or a grass type to get in here because they're super effective. I was like, I guess I can check the hopper on my um, on my candy machine. Oh, yeah, there's a few bell sprouts in here. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Just you can have that throw one. Throw <laughs> it onto the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Lifeless body. <laughs> I had my Oddish, so. I one-hitted every single thing in here Yeah, my EV. Even Eevee? Oh, do you have double kick or something? Double kick, yeah. Yeah, Pikachu's got that too. So it was no problem. Yeah, this was a joke. I think they were like level nine. Like we were under leveled from the 12. This is Onyx, right? Brox. Yeah, yeah, 12. Joke. Yeah, absolute joke. Uh, and then you get, you get the boulder badge and you're out of here. Did this happen to you when you walked out? I didn't walk out. My character's definitely still standing right next to Brock. Oh, because... You wouldn't believe the interaction I had with this guy when I came out of that gym. What? Caprica's feeling great. Like, things are looking good. She can feel? Yeah, I mean... Okay, I don't know. I think they feel love. I mean, that's what she thinks. She can think? Yeah. 
Okay. Toasters can think. Okay. I guess those two like. Um. I guess they both. Oh, I guess I shouldn't say. You should not say anything else. <laughs> you should bleep all of that. <laughs> yeah. Yo, try not to spoil it because if you haven't seen it, the hell of a show. Yeah. Best show. My favorite show. Uh other than Seinfeld, but they're not really the same thing. No. This guy, I, I'll just, you know, prepare yourself for when you walk out of here. You meet some hotshot, calls himself Blue. Blue? Like an old man's name. It's a color. Yeah. And. Oh, that's old Blue. <laughs> old Bluey here. You come out and he's just talking about like, oh, you know, like. I was a champion once. Now, did he bring that attitude or are you putting that on him? Sure. Did he give me five great balls and he was being kind of like congratulatory, even though he was like, you know, see if you ever become the champion. Yeah. But then he said, this dickhead said, smell you later. Oh, I've heard this about guy, this guy. This guy. I hope not to run into him. I, You know what's going to happen if I run into him? What? He is not walking away from that encounter. <laughs> Smell you it's later. It's gonna be like Blades of Steel. Remember that NES? Maybe you're too young. There was no. an NES game. There was an NES hockey game called Blades of Steel, where at any point you could get into a fight with another player, and it would drop out of the hockey game and into a side-scrolling Street Fighter style fighter. Oh my god! And your two hockey players would fight, and the loser would go to the penalty box. Whoa. And that's what I think I would code into this game if this guy tries to say smell you later to me. <laughs> would drop into like Street Fighter. I would go like Blanca on him. I hope Dorito Doug brought his blades into the gym because I you fear this encounter is right around the corner for you. By blades, you mean rollerblades, right? Yeah, you know, either yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> but this guy, unbelievable. I can't wait to interact with him. Yeah. Sounds like a real meanie. <laughs> I just can't believe it. Let's come back next week and take on Misty. I can do this one by heart, I think. <laughs> oh, I would hope that you could remember these eight gym leaders and their order, at least. Although there is the Saffron City versus Fuchsia City controversy. Yeah. Joshua, that's it for us this week. We'll be back next week to take on Misty and continue our journeys in the EXP lock. Hopefully buff up our teams a little bit. Mm -hmm. But not too much with something other than barfies until then please do rate and review the show on apple podcasts do follow the show everywhere that you follow podcasts do follow us at exp share pod on twitter and instagram yeah and tell your friends perfect time to get involved we're trying out something new freaky here that hopefully will be more fun than frustrating yeah seems fun so far been pretty fun yeah um, it's a good place to jump back in. It's a good, well, you've made this sort of like baby version of a Nuzlocke. I guess like if you get the wrong role, it could be really hard. Yeah, it could be rough. I mean, we've seen people who got like uh, water, water. So uh, Mr. Squirt playthrough. Ooh, I wish. <laughs> and um, and then a lot of them are like, you know, yours is is kind of actually in this category of a lot of your types and mine to some extent as well electric and psychic and fire and ice for you a lot of those mon are late in the game so yeah <laughs> that part can be tough. i'm gonna get that charizard i yeah. think in vermilion city so let's see how it goes tell your friends uh you can also find us and the continually updating rules on the subreddit reddit.com slash r slash bug catchers that we're 
absolutists about and will 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 brook no argument over. That's right. The call on a decision for a rule is based on whether Tanner or I gets into the thread first and makes a decree. As you can already see in that thread that's pinned. I think the the only way to do one of these well is to just not be soft. These are the rules. Play by them. You roll the double type? That sucks. Half the run it though. It builds character. And we gave you all these other clauses you can do to build out your team. So yeah, do your best. I think it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. I think Dorito Doug is one of the freshest characters I've ever come up with. Mostly because it put zero thought into it. <laughs> yeah. I once had a creative director tell me, he was like, we were in a meeting. I was like, I just had a really good idea. I was like, no, you didn't. Your first idea is never a good idea. And fuck that guy. Because Dorito Doug was my first idea. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a hit. I'm sure bug catchers are loving it. All right. Dorito Doug signing off. Alola, Josh. Alola, Tanner. Smell you later.